0: Buddy, I know, I know your Christmas went well, but now we are turning the page. We're on to New Year's, and who better to ring in the year of our Lord 2023 than the
1: great 80s pop artist Kenny Loggins. I don't want to jinx him, though, because remember last time on the big New Year's Spectacular, you jinxed Betty White, and the next thing you know, she was in a body bag. So we don't want to jinx him because he, sure he is a national treasure. And, um, you know, Danger Zone, Return to Pooh Corner, um, some great, great songs. And yeah, he's, he's terrific. And and like, what is new year's without Kenny Loggins? Kenny Rogers is good too. I had that great chicken franchise a while ago, but again, Kenny Loggins, he's, he's your go-to guy for new year's Eve. You get your date with you, you cuddle up there, you get in the hot tub. It's, 20 degrees below out, you're in this multi-million dollar mansion overlooking the Berkshires. And uh, listen, you have a hot toddy in your hand and your girl in the other arm. And what else could you ask for? I think that's about it.
0: I I, I mean, you know, I, I kind of running through what you said there, we're hitting about 500 in terms of just overall accuracy. But I do have a good looking woman and I am looking forward to New Year's. But most importantly, I am looking forward to our
1: resolutions. Correct. And listen, listen, Willie Mays made the hall of fame. He didn't bat 500. Okay. No, that's correct. As my old man says all the time,
0: 300 keeps you in the bigs. That's it.
1: Well, of course, this is David Pridham and Brad Sheaf. We're back. We mean business. You probably heard us up and down the dial this week as we are going to all the great Salem radio stations and, uh, and, uh, talking, uh, about the show. Uh, the show is doing great. Brad, remember last year, the prediction that, uh, uh, everything would uh, take off and it has. And uh, you can learn more about that on our website, ipfrequently.com. You can follow us on the Instagram and the TikTok and the, um, the Facebook and the metaverse at IP underscore frequently. Remember to rate, review, and recommend our podcast and subscribe uh, anywhere you get your podcast, whether it be on the street corner late at night whether it be down at the docks when the merchant Marines are in town or whether it be on the Salem radio network, which is really Brad, the creme de la creme of uh, all podcast networks. uh, The good folks at Salem who granted murdered those witches, but again, again, as long as you you don't even have to bat 500 these days to be all right in our book. Well,
0: no. And I believe they batted a thousand in terms of murdering the witches. I don't think any of the witches got away. I think the Salem people did them in uh, the benefit, buddy, of your cable radio is that you don't need a fireplace. The amount of heat that thing throws, you just, you know, you pull your lazy boy up there. You get yourself, as you pointed out, a hot toddy. Perhaps if you're not in a toddy mood, a hot cocoa will suffice. You warm yourself against the cable radio and uh,
1: you get the big show. That is it, the big uh, the big show. And here we are on the brink of a new year. Some of you have already crossed into the new year. Others have not. Others have crossed in, Brad, and then come back, as we saw mm-hmm. with that guy with the phone in uh, Nazi Germany back in the 1930s. Um, but of course, our goal here is to set you up with some resolutions for 2023 um, that you know we're planning on living by. And uh, we suggest that you do it as well. And if you don't want to do it, well, then you don't have to listen to the show. Yeah. Go screw. Yeah. So first, Brad, uh, the, 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 I've got my list, you've got your list, but first on my list of resolutions for 2023 is to use more nicknames with whom? Well, look, for example, let me give you a few. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are, these are the nickname lists that have just come out, uh, by some folks on the, um, uh, the Reddit site. So for Joe Biden, the suggest, these are suggested nicknames, Okay. the, um, the nicknames are Demented Perv or the Rutabaga. Huh. Mm-hmm. No, uh, okay. Hillary Clinton, Brad Cankles. Cankles.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I think she's probably been going by that for years, though.
1: Bob Mueller, Mulehead.
0: What do you think there? Mulehead? Yeah, I work for the guy. I'm happy to call him Mulehead. Mitch McConnell, Yurtle. Yertle. Yertle. <laughs> but he does look like a turtle. I've never thought of that before uh, you said that, but he does kind of crane his little neck out there like he's a tortoise I, i'm with it yertle
1: uh nancy pelosi
0: botoxic yeah or just toxic i mean I, I you know she doesn't even need the bow she's just toxic i i cannot wait to be rid of her chuck schumer spewmore
1: what do you think spewmore
0: uh sure you could probably do better for chuck than that i mean he just leaves himself wide open for so many nicknames but you know i'm
1: not opposed to spewmore Maxine Waters, James Brown is the nickname that they've got written down here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure uh-huh. you can do that,
0: but uh, I did that. I, didn't, again, I off would, the... I, I would, I would defy anyone to say that's not accurate.
1: And then finally, Brad, your favorite, Mayor Lori Lightfoot, Beetlejuice. <laughs> she does look like Beetlejuice. I think my two
0: favorites are Yertle and Beetlejuice, just because. I mean, they just nailed it.
1: And if you get them together, it's yurtal juice. Yeah. Yurtle if they have a, have a kid. Yeah. Oh, oh come on. Oh, Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, uh, next, Brad, another resolution. How about for diet? Cause everyone looks at the diet, right? Sure. The diet is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And we talked a few weeks about those sugary drinks. So maybe no more sugary, drinks, like, especially ones, maybe you just say, okay, if I'm going to consume a drink, it's going to be less than 750 calories.
0: No. Oh, yeah. Well, that should be an easy day. I don't, that's an easy one for me. Cause I don't like those drinks. So we can definitely throw that on the list.
1: Yeah. So that's uh that's a good one. Um, uh, duck sauce, duck sauce with every meal. Does that sound, uh,
0: well, duck sauce is fine. You know, again, it's a, it's a, you know, top tier, Condiment. I mean, you've got your standards, you got your ketchup, your mustard, your mayo, and then you move up to like soy sauce. And then maybe above that, you got some like some hoisin or something like that, maybe some Dijon. But then, you know, top shelf, you're looking up there, you get on your tiptoes and what do you find up there? You find duck sauce. sauce. And so, yeah, I mean, that having more duck sauce is a good resolution. If you're going to, if you're on the other side of the duck sauce transaction, however, so as opposed to consuming, you are delivering. My suggestion for you was some Kevlar.
1: Mm-hmm. And listen, that's true. Even as you go beyond the condiments, we heard this week out of a uh, a store in uh, St. Louis, a Kentucky. You know, Kentucky Fried Chicken, the Colonel. I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Apparently, a man was placing an order at Kentucky Fried uh, Chicken in in one of the Greater St. Louis. Kentucky Fried Chicken's on Monday evening when employees informed him via the the, the microphone, you know, the speaker and the the big drive-through, um, that they were out of corn. Apparently, corn is a staple at uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. I would not know. Um, but uh, the man who was trying to make the order and try to order said corn grew enraged, threatened the employees then drove up to the drive through window with a handgun. Uh, the 25 year old manager of the store went out to reason with the man and came back into the shop a few minutes later, yelling that he had been shot in the abdomen. He of course is healing now at the hospital. He's in critical, but stable condition and the corn bandit Brad remains at large. So it's not just duck sauce. That people are worrying about, and, and understand something around the holidays. If people don't get their favorite meals, they are, um, you know, they are just enraged. And uh, and 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 again, this is something that perhaps you would say is justified.
0: Well, buddy, I, I've got another resolution for you here, just sort of a sub-resolution, if you will, a resolution that slots under the you know a corollary. You have yeah, like a corollary. You know, sort of the if the main resolution is make sure. That you have meals for people, the the sub or corollary would be, if a man pulls up to the drive-through window with a handgun, and he seems at all ill at ease, you you stay in the (laughs) restaurant. Okay, I I mean, what the hell was the manager of a Kentucky Fried Chicken, buddy? I don't have any idea what the manager of a Kentucky Fried Chicken makes. But I'm gonna guess it's less than $40,000 a year. And for that sum, he left the restaurant to go and reason (laughs) with an enraged human being who he knew had a gun. I reason with an armed individual if one of my family members or close personal friends is at risk. And by reason, I mean I disarm him, take the handgun, and shoot him with it. Beyond that, I, I'm not dealing with anyone who is armed and pissed, especially over a paper container of corn. So well, that I think, would be a good resolution. I, I mean, I I think, think
1: the issue is there was no corn. I mean, that's the problem. And it seems like maybe this manager is the reason for it. I mean, how, first of all, how do you run out of corn? I mean, corn is a staple item. It's probably delivered there in bags frozen. How do you run out? It's like running out of chicken at the KFC. Well,
0: and if the guy's there with a the gun, but you just pour pebbles in a thing and tell him it's corn. Yeah. By the time he figures it out, you're out of there. The police have showed up, you know, the whole nine yards. I, yeah, I, I'm frankly baffled at the decision-making of the KFC manager, but you know, I don't know, perhaps that's why he's a KFC manager.
1: Perhaps. Uh, how about politics? How about resolutions about politics? How about Here's one. You and I spent the better part of the last two years covering the twenty twenty two election and the whole tan rested ready thing. And then, you know, the Republican wave that became a nothing. And what if we what if we said we're going to go into twenty twenty three and we're not going to talk about Trump, who's probably going to be indicted after this uh, referral or Biden, the the. Dementor or whatever the nickname was. I already forgot that. So that was shot to hell. Um, and, and just not going to cover the 2024 election until 2024. How about that? But I'm
0: 100% behind that. I mean, there will be enough jackassery and perhaps some tomfoolery that we will be able to, to cover to not have to get into politics until it actually matters. In fact, I would go so far as to say second half of October on in of 2024 mm-hmm. so we'll get to the politics. Because again, they okey doke this, pal. I mean, we're just here trying to f- provide the people with some valuable information, give them the perspective they need to go out there and get the job done. And, you know, we're lured into this, hey, there's going to be a red wave, et cetera, et cetera. And as you point out, just a big nothing. Somehow with, you know, $6 gas and inflation through the roof and you have to decide whether to pay your electric bill or eat, people just, you know, voted chalk. Look at the number of, of incumbents who people just said ah they were fine, but those same people back in there, I don't care if they were Republican or Democrat, I, I, that baffles me. But you know I'm we're not going it's not going to happen to us again. We we are going to wait until things shake out, settle down, and we're on the you know kind of final approach to the election. Then you and I will wade in and and uh,
1: handle our business. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. We'll see how long that lasts. Um, next, Brad, how about uh, another one? We, we, one of the things we talk about, we have a lot of food episodes where we do uh, great, uh, healthy um, recipes for the kids. Uh, how about if, if you're walking, uh, navigating, if you will, huge boiling pots of porridge that you could fall into and could be completely submerged. How about you don't do that? How about you just go the other way and, and run? Well, you
0: got to, I mean, again, the, the, apparently the porridge is traditional. You've got to provide it. And so you cannot reduce the risk of falling into the porridge all the way to zero, right? Can't do it. So you got two choices. You either have to make the porridge pots safer, or if you need better access to the porridge, then you just need some sort of functional flotation device. Keep the head out of the porridge so that you can continue to yell for help. And then hope your buddies there at uh, Porridge Central are going to grab you.
1: Yeah. I still don't understand why they need the big pots. I mean, you could do it on smaller pots that you can't fall into, and then it mitigates the whole thing.
0: Yeah, but I think people get a sense of complacency. The porridge will take a hand. I mean, I don't care. Even in a small pot, it'll take a hand.
1: Yeah. I I read an article the other day that said that there's some place in Thailand that is serving out of a bowl of soup that's been constantly cooking for like 100 years. Huh. Kind of soup. I don't know. It didn't look like something I'd wanted. It looked like, you know, like some human was boiling in. It was a big pot. Anyway, um, that's uh, the porridge thing. So there we go there. We check that box. Uh, next, Brad, how about the asteroid? So, so we talk a lot about the asteroid that's headed for a collision course for Earth. It seems like there's a new one every month. At this point, I think what we should do, I think the best course of action here is just to ignore it. Because quite frankly, unless we can nudge that sucker just a little bit out of the way, if it collides with Earth, the house it collides into is going to be greatly damaged.
0: Yeah, no question. Plus, you know, asteroids are a little bit, they're sort of the bully of outer space, right? And so one of the things, you either have to, you know, get chest to chest with a bully, that's hard to do with an asteroid for a number of reasons, or you just have to ignore it. You have to pretend like it's not there. And then oftentimes the bully will go off and try to find someone who is more inclined to pay attention. And given that we just need like a little, yeah, at this point, right, the closer it gets, the more we need, but at this point, we just need like a nudge. Again, we've talked about this, like a tight end coming off the line, chips the defensive end and then goes out into the flat. That's all we need for the asteroid at this point. It's just, you know, maybe six inches to the left and then it completely misses earth by like half a million miles. All that's good. So we either got to do that, or I think we just, as you point out, I think we just ignore it and they just say, you know what, we're not going to play your game asteroid. We're not going to be part of that. Got doing it. Yeah. And then just, you know, it'll go on its way.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's a good, uh, a good um, yeah rule of thumb. Uh, next spread. How about cheating? How about, listen, the, the cheating scandals, we have the anal beads in chess, the anal beads in figure skating the lead in the fish, the small bags in the cornhole, the hot dog eating guy who, you know, whatever he did. Yeah. Um, but I, I it, it would be nice if for once we could have sort of everyone get together and agree, listen, if you're a, cr- a chess grandmaster, if you're a chess grandmaster, you don't need to use anal beads. And, and then just be done with it. If you're playing in a uh, globally recognized perch fishing competition, on the shores of Lake Erie, you don't need anal beads. If you're playing with small bags in the cornhole, you don't need anal beads. How about no more anal beads?
0: I yeah, if I never hear those two words strung together again, I'm going to be fine with that. I don't, I don't like a lot of it. I don't like I don't want to. I don't I don't like cheating in general. I feel like if you're gonna play the game, play by the rules, I don't like the uh the anal beads at all I, i'm not even sure why they were ever invented but you certainly <laughs> don't need them to gain an advantage in any sort of competitive endeavor and so yeah i'm fine the, the resolution should be we
1: just don't we're not doing that mm. mm-hmm. yeah no i completely agree it could be said that that guy at the kfc was a cornhole <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, look what you did there buddy good for you Mm -hmm. Next, what about the metaverse, Brad? Now, you and I invested heavily in the metaverse. We bought that timeshare together. We're opening that beach bar. That's a virtual beach bar. Um, But I'm I'm thinking this year, maybe we want to get out of that, especially with all the crypto stuff going on and the strange uh avatars or cartoons with no legs Mm. um one arm here and there just really some strange stuff going it's like an old version of Hanna Barbera, like in the late 60s where no one knew exactly what was going on unless you like were heavily into like the mushrooms or 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 the psychedelics uh so i'm thinking maybe we get out of the metaverse yeah i'm fine with that i i you know there's a lot going on
0: there people are being sexually harassed i don't really understand how that works people are apparently being killed In the metaverse, I I mean, your your cartoon already doesn't have legs. I mean, how how do you? I don't know how you kill it. It's a cartoon. Uh, People are you know endeavoring to enforce the law there. I guess you know somebody shows up wearing half of a police uniform and says, "Hey, you can't do that or stop or I'll say stop again." I I I don't know exactly how any of that works, but I don't need to be in the metaverse. You, my friend, you do not need to be in the metaverse. We got plenty going on right here in the regular verse and so yeah i'm all for staying right here
1: yeah one other thing i think we can do is is be nicer to one another at the uh during the holiday season
0: well yeah i mean for certainly for the holiday season but for all seasons i'm down for that i i as as you and i talked about briefly last week i'm going to sometimes i'm just a little meaner than i need to be about certain people megan being a classic example. Yeah. She she just makes me, you know, want to punch her. And so I'm going to, I'm going to, she does. I mean, I'm admitting that I didn't say I would do it. I just said, she makes me want to do it. And so I'm, I'm going to endeavor as we, you know, work our way through this very fine program on a weekly basis to try not to be, you know, as mean as I sometimes can be.
1: I mean, maybe we could just agree more Queen of Cornhole and less Megxit in our new year.
0: Well, that would be easier on me because I find the Queen of Cornhole entertaining uh, and not so, you know, just sort of frustrating.
1: Quite attractive, too. Correct. Well,
0: I mean, she's always been attractive. Sure. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I also give you, you know, there are also some people out there who just wound a little too tight, Brad. I give you Richard Atkinson uh, from Fruitland Park, Florida. Right. Fruitland Fruitland Park. Park. Yeah, and sometimes you see men that just get pushed too far, Brad, pushed too far. Yeah. And uh Richard Atkinson is one of those men. Um Fruitland Park, Florida, of course, that is a um <clears throat> it's a beautiful area in uh in Florida where a lot of people go. There's fruit, <clears throat> there's a park. Uh well this past week his wife pushed him a little too far, Brad. He lost his temper when she asked him to quote unquote help her with dinner. Um, he, of course, said no. She then accidentally splashed him with some water when he put when she put a spoon in the sink. And uh, he left the house, packed his things and left, went outside to his car. Uh, but then he turned around on a dime and came back in because he had been drinking quote unquote, and told his wife to leave instead. When she refused to go, he launched the uh, couple's Christmas tree at her, threw it at her uh, Mm. in a fit of rage. And uh, of course, he was then booked into the Lake County Jail, where he'll be spending his Christmas and New Year's. And Brad, he's actually a good looking man. Looks similar to a uh, a poor man's Charles Manson. Assuming Manson didn't get any sleep for a week. Mm. Um, But again, I mean, you can only push people so far before they snap.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it is you do have to appreciate that he kept it within the season. He was on theme, if you will. Right. Could have thrown anything at his wife. Could have thrown a pot, a pan, a potted plant, a piece of furniture. He could have done any of that. But he said to himself, no, this is the Christmas season. And he threw the Christmas tree. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, if, if you are going to sort of snap and lose it because your wife asked you to help with dinner. And then, you know, splashes you in a little bit of the water and that's it for you. You're out of there. You're done with her. You know, we totally get that here because you know, this man means business. We mean business, but then he thinks to himself, I didn't do that in a very Christmassy fashion. I I don't think I made my point in such a way that St. Nick would be proud. And so he went back in that house. He picked up that Christmas tree He threw it at his wife and he said, there you have
1: it, Mrs. Claus. Take that. And, Mm -hmm.
0: uh, you know, and now he's going to get to spend some time in jail, which is fine. It's just fine.
1: Yeah, I understand. As soon as he got out, Brad, um, when he made bail, he immediately headed to the Kentucky Fried Chicken, uh, where I'm sure he got well fed. Um, Maybe another resolution, Brad, while we're in the area of lunatic behavior is when you go to the carousel after your airplane lands to get your uh luggage just take your own luggage take your own bag and don't become some angry transvestite advisor to the president of the united states under secretary of uh, education who's going to lose their job because they have a a, a proclivity to steal
0: yeah no that's uh, also a good resolution frankly that you've you know you sort of that's a what we call a resolution bundle Mm -hmm. right because you can there's lots you can resolve there you can resolve you know not to have a mustache and wear lipstick i think that's a good resolution you can resolve not to wear stripper heels in your office in the department of energy i think that's a good resolution Mm -hmm. you can resolve to only take your own suitcase away from the airport i think that's a good resolution Um, should you find yourself in the office of the president you can resolve not to Give folks like that an Undersecretary of Energy mm-hmm. position. Uh, so that's it. Again, you're getting it's a uh, it's a multiple for one, right? There's not even a two for it's not even a three for buddy. It's a multiple for one. It's a resolution
1: bundler. Mm-hmm. Amen, amen. Speaking of which, Brad, of course, the JFK documents have dropped this week. They're up on the National Archive website, and uh, uh, you and I have already started pouring over them. Uh, But I think we're going to resolve that whole thing in this coming year. Um, We're going to resolve to resolve it. Mm -hmm. And uh, Rob Clark will be on, I think, to try to uh, get us through the rain there.
0: Yeah, looking forward to that. No one better. If uh, Mr. Clark's got a few minutes, now, again, he's a busy man. He's in the archives himself. He's Mm -hmm. wearing a deerstalker cap. He has a giant magnifying glass. He is approaching each document as though it has almost incalculable value, which Mm -hmm. I think is is appropriate in his situation. He's pouring over them word by word, pen scratch by pen scratch. And uh, should he be able to come up for air for a few minutes, he has promised to to be on this very fine program with you and I.
1: Mm -hmm. And as you pointed out, we will get to the bottom of it. Hopefully he'll make it to the new year. Um, uh, Let's see, Brad, just a couple more here to round things out. Figuring out the definition of woman becomes more and more of a challenge. And maybe we can do that in the new year. Of course, the good folks at the Cambridge Dictionary, which is always sort of the um, the home base for those people that want to look for a defined term, have changed the uh, definition of woman in the Cambridge Dictionary too. And I'm quoting here, an adult who lives and identifies as female, though they may have been said to have a different sex at birth, using a sentence. She was the first trans woman elected to a national office mary is a woman who was assigned male at birth so there it is brad uh the big uh, cambridge dictionary making this a little bit clearer for us and maybe you and i can get our head around this concept in the new year
0: those people are fools
1: well they are fools <laughs> yeah therefore fo-
0: i i like my favorite part of the definition is a person who currently <laughs> identifies as female although they may have been said to have had a different gender at birth as though someone were to just you know, as a passing reference, say, well, you know, given that uh, that little peep hanging out there, I'm gonna call that a boy. I'm just gonna say it. I'm not I'm, not, I'm, I'm just gonna'm gonna say it, it has been said that that young person with a penis uh, is a boy. I've heard that said, right? Mm-hmm. but I'm not. I'm not going to make that decision myself because you never know. I mean, penises could be dangling from any number of genders. And so I'm not going to go out on a limb and call that a boy. And so mm-hmm. I think that's my favorite part of the definition. That's Thank it. And then Cambridge.
1: Yeah. And I look, I think, and and just when you think you've got all the answers, they change the question, of course, barter band, Brad, for resolutions. Um, I give you someone we've talked about before. One of your favorite teachers, Kayla Lemieux, who was originally Kenny Lemieux, the Z, the Z breast size, substitute teacher in Canada. Of course, this poor w- person has been harassed, threatened, um, big time substitute teacher with Z-sized breasts, their implants, Brad. Um, and uh, they are now penalizing any students. They're barring them uh, who take videos or pictures of Kara- Kayla Lemieux as she traipses through the hallways with her z size breasts. And I And I think, listen, Listen, you ask, what is a woman? I give you, Brad, I give you Kayla Lemieux. And I agree. I agree. People that harass her, him with photos should be barred banned.
0: Well, I mean, you know,
1: this this is a tough one, buddy. I mean,
0: I'm not really sure what to, you know, what sort of, uh, you know, how to <laughs> describe what's going on here. But
1: she's working, she's working a miter saw in one of these pictures. Yeah, it looks
0: like she's making a compound miter cut there. Of course, she's standing eight and a half feet away and leaning as far forward as she can because she's, as you've described, got Z-size breasts <laughs> and uh, that are you know entirely fake. And uh, apparently, wants people to view them. So I, I'm not really sure why the students should not be allowed to photograph. I mean, you do not dress yourself up in this fashion hoping to avoid notice. Okay, that's just not what you're trying to do there. So my my question is, why is she you know seem to be upset with the photo taking?
1: Well, I'm not sure, Brad. But they're going to be barring and banning any student, whichever is more severe, who takes a photo of Kayla as she tries to go about her um, her um, I guess work. And uh, listen, listen, the crown molding that she cut up with that miter saw is it was snug as a as a bug in a rug. It was yeah. It was no, it was beautiful, beautiful cuts. She can make a cut. Well, let's move on to the next uh, great topic. Uh, how about more feel-good animal stories, right? So, 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 give you an example. I mean, we've obviously had a ton of those, like that old turtle, um, yep. Jonathan the turtle, Jonathan and the turtle, four yep. hundred-year-old turtle. But what about this? Here's a, a recent story out of the uh, country of Uganda, which I believe Brad is in Africa. It is, yeah. Uh, two-year-old boy, a two-year-old boy whose name is being withheld for obvious reasons. Uh, was swallowed by a hippo in Uganda. Uh, The the toddler was playing, so far it's not feel good, was playing by himself near his home on the shores of a lake in the town of Katawi, Kabatoro, Mm -hmm. uh, when the hippo grabbed him with its massive jaws and started to swallow him whole. Luckily, Brad, luckily, um, a passerby uh, saw this going on. And before the creature could gulp the kid down and start digesting and, and you know, feeding off the child, a quick bystander named Crispus Bagonza began chucking rocks at the animal, causing it to, quote unquote, vomit the boy back up, where he was quickly pulled from the uh, clutches of death and rushed to a local hospital where his condition is unknown. Um, th- th- this is the type of story I think we need more of.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, tip your cap to Crispus. He had the foresight to be uh, in possession of several rocks just in case a child was being eaten by a hippo in his hometown. He employed those rocks. He got the child back. We don't know who the child is. We don't know the child's condition. But whoever the child is, I'm going to guess that his condition is better being outside the hippo than being inside the
1: hippo. Mm -hmm. Thank God he had those rocks yeah, well, I mean, it's
0: common to carry rocks in Uganda. You have a little bandolier of them uh, because hippos are everywhere, especially along the uh, the border of a lake.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, five hundred people a year, Brad, are killed by hippos in Africa.
0: They're mean bastards. I mean, i I think for whatever reason, maybe just because they look, you know, just kind of big and fat and dumpy that people think they're docile, they are not. I mean, if you are in a part of a world where hippos are common, one best watch one's six o'clock, if you know what I'm saying, because they will come after you.
1: Correct. Next, uh, Brad, we go back to the uh, land of transgender cheerleaders. Uh, I give you the Ranger College Cheerleading Camp, which is a camp where girls and boys go to learn about cheerleading. Um, a couple of weeks ago, a um trans cheerleader, 25 year old trans cheerleader who was effectively at this um, camp was uh, uh, given a summons to appear as a result of an assault citation after she quote choked out her teammate. Avery Chanel Medlock is a transgender cheerleader and she's been booted from the Ranger College cheerleading camp uh, and given this citation. She, uh, Miss Chanel Medlock, Mr. Miss Chanel has um, allegedly choked out a teammate named Carly. Uh, Carly, also a 17 year old at this camp, who referred to Avery Chanel Medlock as a quote, man with a penis. And uh, during the video, it's showing uh, Avery Chanel Medlock in response to that comment, which I believe is factually correct. Um, choking out Carly, the Um, 17-year-old. Chanel Medlock claimed that she'd only been joking when she attempted to choke out Carly um, and she was targeted because of her gender. Um, And uh, again, footage from the incident pretty clearly shows uh, Medlock uh, hearing the penis comment and then losing it. Uh, So Brad, I I guess a question here is, do you see it as problematic when these trans cheerleaders are going to these cheerleader camps? Do you, do you see any policy changes that could come in maybe from the White House or the Congress that would effectively eliminate the possibility for trans cheerleaders to choke out uh, a cheerleader? Well, yeah, buddy, let, let's take this in
0: pieces. Okay, so the choking, you can't choke someone, right? And we've we've been over this. You can't choke someone in real life. You can't choke someone in the metaverse if your cartoon is choking someone else's cartoon stop it that's not allowed in the metaverse and so you know from the choking perspective you know you just can't do it i I don't care the current state of your possession of a penis it uh, that's irrelevant to the question of choking stop choking people regardless of whether or not you have a penis just stop it so we have that right i think you and i can both agree on that the rest of it I remain befuddled. So the 25 year old dude with dude equipment, who is. Avery Chanel, to
1: be Medlock, Avery Chanel Medlock.
0: Avery Chanel Medlock. So was she like a camp counselor at this camp? Why is there a 25 year old at a cheerleading camp period? Right, like I, I'm not sure I understand that. So, is this a camp for where like you might send your kids to learn cheerleading? And she was a counselor there. Is
1: this? No, I believe she was this, part of the camp. I believe she was a. Um, she was like a camper. She was there to learn to, to cheerlead. Well, they they referred to Carly, the 17 year old that she joked out, as her teammate. So yeah, teammate. Yeah. So somewhere
0: there in in at Ranger College, they have a cheerleading team that consists of 17-year-old girls on the one hand and 25-year-old penis-bearing not girls on the other hand that's they're on the they're in the same category at ranger college
1: correct the ranger yeah
0: see exactly. that yeah like i don't i'm not yeah. really sure how to do that like where to go with that i mean luckily we don't have to make any decisions about whether Medlock should be allowed to stay because she choked someone. And we've already been down the choking road, you can't do that. Doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter what your gender is, doesn't matter, you know, what 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 form of junk you might be toting along there. You can't choke people, so we're done. You know, much like appellate courts will sometimes do, buddy. They won't address all the issues. They'll just reach a decision based on some of the issues and they don't have to address the rest of the issues. Luckily for us, that is where we are. We do, we do not have to address why Ranger College found it appropriate to have a, a 25-year-old and a 17-year-old on the same team, mm-hmm. and one of them is a dude.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Chanel Medlock. I, but again, I, I, I think this should not discourage other 25-year-old young men, trans, from uh, joining these, like what appear to be teenage camps. It should probably be other things that discourage that, like the people running these camps. I think that's what I would say. And again, buddy, you and I, just to be clear, in
0: case this is your first time swinging through an area where people mean business as much as you and I do, if you want to be transgender, if that is the way you choose to live the one life that you have been given, then knock yourself clean out. Uh, the part that gets difficult is where you want to then force everyone else on the planet to to bend the way they want to live their lives around the way you want to live your life. right? So that's that's where it starts to get a little iffy. If you want to change your sex, knock yourself out. But if you then expect everyone else in the world to have to change the way they do things because of that decision you've made, see, that's not how it works.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I think, yeah, I think there, there are some bad apples that rot, that ruin the whole, the whole um, experience for others. I think that's what you're saying. Um, But in any event, Brad, we'll, we'll keep an eye on this. Maybe, maybe not, but uh, listen, I'd like not to. Yeah. Maybe we'll just let that go. Uh, Next, Brad, a uh, sort of an unsolved mystery type deal. Um, There has been a painting found in, um, Well, let's just say it's the United Kingdom um, where uh, where uh, this uh, painting is going up for auction. Uh, It's dated. There's a date on it that says 1608. Mm -hmm. And um, it uh, I guess it has a provenance in that it was sold by Christie's auction house in 1975 for about half a million bucks. Um, But now now uh, people are saying this painting is actually a painting of the bard william shakespeare right the great writer who um wrote uh such uh great um hits as um you you know to have and have not and the shining Mm -hmm. um and and so what they're saying is that this if this truly is a shakespearean um image if this is uh, from his lifetime which it would be Um, as it was uh, painted in 1608, it could uh, fetch about 10 million pounds at auction, which I believe in today's exchange rate is about $42. $42. Um, But it seems like we could have our first um, painting of William Shakespeare done in his lifetime. Uh, Truly a remarkable achievement for whoever bids on this on the eBay.
0: Well, that's true. I mean, the first thing you want to ask when you are in a British based auction is pounds of what, right? Because they can get you there, right? So you just, if they're going to say, hey, you know, we're going to open the bidding at 5 million pounds, you stick up your hand and say, of what, just so everybody, you know, knows where they're at in terms of the bidding. And then this must also be something of a blow for those folks because, you know, I guess academia exists solely in this day and age to rewrite reality. Right. I mean, we, we see them doing that in all sorts of facets of culture. And I recently read, buddy. it's ironic that you would bring this up because I recently read, you know, some quote unquote scholarship saying, well, William Shakespeare never existed. Right. Like, I guess, you know, like four dudes in the you know 16th century and 17th century got together and just said, well, let's let's write some plays. We, you know, we got nothing else going on. And oh, by the way, let's not take credit for them ourselves. Let's just name this little cabal. Uh, William Shakespeare. And then, you know, well, it'll be funny in the future when people can't figure it out. I, I don't know why we pay people to do needless things like propose William Shakespeare's non-existence. But if it turns out there's actually a painting of the brother,
1: these folks have problems. Yeah. And listen again, kudos to him. Uh, kudos to the folks that are going to be buying this painting, and kudos to us for having a little more contextual um, uh, information around uh, the great William Shakespeare. Of course, War and Bill, Peace. Brad. To his friends, War and Peace is uh, one of my favorite uh, works. Uh yes, J.R.R. Tolkien. Mm-hmm, correct. And now to Middle Earth. Finally, Brad Barter band the um, critically acclaimed. Segment, Tony Award winning Stevie, too, I believe, a couple of Oscars. Uh, this week, uh, barter band Burning Art, whether it should be barred or banned. Uh, a little context here Mexican Lebanese businessman, Martin Mubarak. He made a lot of money in the dot com boom and then he got a hold of this idea to sell 10,000 NFTs. Uh, and of course, you and I are in the business of NFTs. Of course. Um, and uh, his idea was to take a Frida Kahalo work of art and uh, light it on fire, 10 million dollar sketch, apparently light it on fire and then sell 10,000 NFTs for, I think it was four grand or um, I think four or five grand a piece uh, and then create this market for these NFTs. So he has this big party. He takes this very expensive painting um and light a little sketch and lights it up, lights it on fire, and then his his plan is to sell ten thousand nft ten thousand of these nfts right. So he burns the thing. All right, he creates the image, burns it, starts creates the market for the nfts, and so far he's sold four of them. Uh, oh boy, there you go <laughs> for less for less than the total is less than eleven thousand two hundred dollars. So he hasn't quite made the um you know, paid back the 10 mil, the things burned Now you can't get it back. And once no, you yeah, burn no, something, yeah, you can't no, get it back. And now he is also being investigated um, by Mexico's national Institute of fine arts and literature. Who knew that existed? Um, and apparently he created a federal crime by destroying an original Kahalo Kahalo, Kahalo, Kahalo artwork. So th- there could be some federal charges in Mexico. Um, and the other piece to this is there is a theory that he may have burned a fake. And if he burned a fake, uh, he would also be in trouble because he's, he sold those four NFTs for 11,200 on the premise that he burned the real thing. So, um, either way, he's breaking federal law and probably, uh, looking at hard time. So I guess the question is, Brad, should, should he have burned this work of art, um, in order to, uh, um, Sell these NFTs, or should he have just sort of gone back to the drawing board with this whole thing?
0: Hey, but see, this is an easy one. So this this is this is one of those ones that we look forward to, you and I, because oftentimes we deal with very delicate issues here. This is an easy one because you, you bar this no matter what, right? Because if he burned a ten million dollar painting, I mean, he's just a chucklehead. No one does that. He should go to jail. And he should be out the ten million bucks, and he should be someone's girlfriend in a Mexican jail, <laughs> which is not what you're looking for, right? Yeah. So if, if he did that, that's what he gets. If he burned the fake, then I think yeah. the only real justice that could that could come of the, this is if one of those like three NFTs he sold was actually sold to a drug kingpin, who finds out he's he's been defrauded by this moron, and then you know literally lights him on fire, maybe sells some NFTs of that. Um, which would probably sell better. Right. Mm -hmm. And so either way, no matter what he did, whether he burned the actual artwork or just a fake of it, you got to bar and or ban that behavior and no good thing is going to come from either of those for this guy. Well, buddy, another fine program, our last one of 2022, as has always been the case, it is a pleasure meaning business with you peeing frequently, with you is always something I enjoy. uh, Frankly, I think as the folks know daily, I mean, you and I speak almost every day and uh, we're looking forward to the year of our Lord 2023 and we will kick it off here next week on IP Frequently. This has been IP Frequently. Once again, clearing a forest of lies with the machete of truth. You're welcome.